It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. Yes, it is the national news and it's for week commencing March 3, 2024. This week, David VK4DN from the Bundaberg Amateur Radio Club with further on the WIA Convention Expo and Hamfest. WIA President Scott Williams VK3KJ talks club insurance and the snags are almost done. And why are we telling you that? Well, stay tuned. Oh, and there's much, 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 much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. Ham Radio News. Nobody does it better. We are VK1 WIA. CQ, CQ, calling all VK stations. G'day, I'm David, VK4DN from the Bundy Amateur Radio Club. Just a reminder that the WIA Convention, Expo and Hamfest happening here in Bundaberg is now less than 10 weeks away. If you're interested in setting up a display with items for sale or to promote your business or special interest, now's a good time to reserve your spot. The weekend of Saturday, May the 4th and Sunday, May the 5th promises to be an amazing weekend, attracting amateurs from all over Australia. Make contact with the Secretary of the Bundy Amateur Radio Club to book your display. 73 from David, VK4DN, Bundaberg Amateur Radio Club. This is WA President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and welcome to all listeners wherever you might be to the national news broadcast this week. As many of our WA affiliated clubs are aware, on the 1st of April each year sees the commencement of the new insurance period for those affiliated clubs who have progressed liability insurance and other insurances through the WIA preferred insurance partner in Gibbs Insure. Around 130 affiliated clubs hold some type of insurance coverage through Gibbs Insure, ranging from public and product liability, association liability, professional indemnity, management liability, volunteer workers insurance, general property insurance to name just a few. Gibbs Insure will be in contact with all affiliated clubs who hold insurance shortly to commence the renewal process for this year. The WIA is aware that not all insurance requirements and activities of clubs can be satisfied by the general public and product liability insurance that Gibbs Insure has put in place with the current underwriter. Gibbs Insure continues to go to market, approaching different underwriters, continually looking for enhanced policy conditions and additional insurance coverage. The difficulty is that underwriters have an appetite for a certain amount of risk only, and of course this is balanced against the premiums that are charged. Despite Gibbs Insure uses its best endeavours to negotiate the best outcomes for affiliated clubs, the reality is there are some activities that the underwriters will just not insure under a general policy. The arrangement with Gibbs Insure continues to be price attractive and enables clubs to consolidate their insurance needs, making administration of insurance simpler. All clubs are encouraged to carefully consider your insurance requirements and ensure adequate insurance is in place commensurate with your activities. That's it for me this week and this has been Scott Williams, WIA President, on behalf of the WIA Board. Best wishes. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service, 
We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Houston, we have four Martians. NASA has opened the call for a simulated year-long Mars mission. If you're looking for an extended vacation next year, NASA is seeking applicants to participate in its Mars surface mission to help inform the agency's plans for human exploration of the Red Planet. Called CHAPI, acronym for Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, is scheduled to pick up in spring 2025. The CHAPI mission involves a four-person volunteer crew living and working inside a 1,700-square-foot 3D-printed habitat based at NASA's Johnson Space Centre in Houston. The habitat, called Mars Dune Alpha, simulates the challenges of a mission on Mars, including resource limitations, equipment failures, communication delays and other environmental stresses. Crew tasks include simulated spacewalks, robotic operations, habitat maintenance, exercise and crop growth. UK Power Up Ofcom, the UK regulator, has released its final decisions following its consultation of the amateur radio licensing framework last year. The changes to licence conditions include the optional use of regional secondary locators, increased transmitter power levels, and provide greater opportunity to bring newcomers into amateur radio. There are approximately 100,000 amateur radio licences issued by Ofcom in the UK. Ofcom says that it will shortly be contacting all licensees to provide each with their new licence document. Ofcom is aiming to reissue all UK amateur radio licences by the autumn of 2024. Given that increased transmitter power levels are now available, all amateurs are reminded that they're required to carry out EMF assessments. North to Alaska. HARP transmit experiments on now till today, March 3rd. The high-frequency active auroral research program HARP has been conducting a research campaign on various frequencies, but all HARP transmissions are between 2.8 MHz and 10 MHz. These experiments will help lead to a greater understanding of the production and enhancement of the ELF and VLF waves, as well as lay groundwork for future studies of satellite interactions with space plasma. For more information on ELF-VLF wave generation with HARP, see the online HARP FAQ. From the land of the free to the land of the fees... The South African Radio League has engaged with their regulator, ICASA, about the new ICASA licence fees for the year 1st of April 24 to the 30th of March 2025. As soon as the SARL gets a copy of the new licence fees, it will be communicated to their members. ICASA has indicated that the electronic system must be updated with the new fees, then the process of generating the invoices will begin. Licence holders will be notified by email when their invoices are ready to be downloaded from the ICASA customer portal. New Zealand Blastoff, Astroscale's Address-J spacecraft, a demonstration satellite that could perform future space junk cleanup efforts, is now in orbit after a successful launch from New Zealand Sunday last. The satellite was sent to space atop an electron rocket from the Rocket Lab spaceport in the Hawke's Bay region of the North Island's east coast. 
Its mission, which was selected by Japan's space agency, JAXA, for phase one of the commercial removal of debris demonstration program, will see Address J rendezvous with an old Japanese rocket upper stage that's been in orbit since 2009. Over the next few months, it will make its way to the target and eventually get close enough to take images and assess its condition to determine if it can be removed. Address J is officially on duty and ready to rendezvous with some space debris, the company tweeted. Let the new era of space sustainability begin. The accumulation of waste in Earth's orbit from decades of spaceflight is an issue of growing concern. Across Europe, there are about 413 million vehicles, about 28% of the world's total, according to automotive research agency Hedges & Company, and radio is an important part of the European in-car audio ecosystem. Given the importance, it's no surprise that the European Broadcasting Union is thinking strategically on how the driver radio interface works. Writing on the EBU blog, Thomas Granrid, head of digital partnerships at Sverige's Radio, outlined what's being called the playbook. Despite its popularity with the public, it can be increasingly difficult to find radio in modern cars. Too often the radio is hidden behind a confusing maze of buttons and menus or radio is listed along with connectivity standards such as USB and Bluetooth, Grand Red writes. He noted that the issue isn't simply the in-dash interface but also the proliferation of digital apps broadcasters have created for non-linear listening, especially if the driver is interacting with the car's entertainment system through voice controls. Grand Red and the EBU are calling for the radio industry as whole to act together to ensure radio, including broadcasters' apps, are easily found by drivers. The playbook effort is beginning with EBU members assuming a common clear map of who are the key players, including broadcasters, and what's required to ensure that audiences can continue to easily find and listen to the content they love. For VK1 WIA National News in Sydney... I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. HI. Now, contest-wise, 2024. AWLDX phone contest, March 2 and 3. Use only the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. IARUHF World Championship the second full weekend of July, that is 13-14. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 21st. The Trans-Tasman Contest, always held on the third weekend in July, aims to encourage low band activity between VK and ZL. Only contest bands, 160, 80 and 40 metres are allowed with SSB, CW and digital, that is RIDI or PSK. This contest is another official WA contest that will count towards the Peter Brown Contest Champion Awards. August 17-18, Remembrance Day Contest. This contest commemorates the Australian amateurs who died during World War II and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It is held on the weekend closest to the 15th of August, the date on which hostilities ceased in the southwest Pacific area. A perpetual trophy is awarded annually to the Australian state or territory with the best performance. The name of the winning state or territory is inscribed on the trophy and that state or territory then holds the trophy for 12 months. The winning state or territory 
is also given a certificate as they are leading entrants. Amateurs will endeavour to contact amateurs in BK call areas, ZL and PT9 on all bands, except white bands. Modes allowed are phone, CW and Ritchie, as per the year remembered. Again, the 2024 contest is 17th and 18th August. 44th Alara Contest and this Alara Contest is always held on the last four weekend of August. All licensed operators throughout the world are invited to participate. Scout and Girl Guide groups are encouraged to take part using their club's equipment and call sign. Wilds work everyone. OMs work wilds only. Dick's Window to the World. Be like Steve Adler. BK5 SFAN be aware. Steve has received the spam email in the form of an EQSL. Main thing to look out for is the spelling. As an example, card is spelt with a double A. As with anything you receive that you are not expecting or rings warning bells, never ever click on links or attachments. Morocco, Yannick F6FYD is QMVSCN2YD until March 15. Solomon Islands, H44MS, Bernard is operating in the Solomon Islands until the end of April on HF using SSB and FT8. QSL via club logs, OQRS. The Vile Dam celebrates its 85th birthday. The Sizzleborg ARC will be operating ZS85VDAM now to April the 1st to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the opening of the Vile Dam. There is a special QSL card available. Send your QSL card to the Sizzleborg ARC to receive the ZS85VDAM QSL card. Namibia. QRV is V51WH from Umauru until the end of April. Activities on 160 to 10 metres, including 60 metres for those in the world able to use that band. V51WH. QSL to Gunter, home call is DK2WH. Another operator is Frank, DL7ATA, who is on a road trip until the 23rd of March. Operating during his evening hours as V5-DL7ATA using SSB. QSL via home call. Net advice. As we pick up some net advice news from Newsline, I'll say goodbye from Ingham. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, and here is Ralph, KK6ITB. The multi-mode digital network known as the QuadNet Array doesn't just unite fans of D-Star, DMR, and C4FM Fusion. A new mode will be added to the mix once a week. Pun mode. Pun mode is neither digital nor analog, and it's not the exclusive practice of ham radio operators. Hams who have a reputation for groan-inducing wordplay now have a refuge in which to practice their craft. The Pun in Life Net is starting up on the QuadNet Array beginning on Saturday the 2nd of March at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. The Net Control and Punster-in-Chief is Daryl Stout, N5VLZ, a past participant in the World Championship Pun-Off held every May at the O. Henry Museum in Austin, Texas. Humor must conform to the on-the-air standards of decency, and because this is a digital mode, and the only QRM you are likely to hear are the loud groans from everyone else. Visit the website openquad.net to check it out before you check in. Daryl is hoping for a big enough crowd to make this a pun-in-a-million experience. This is Ralph Squillachi, KK6ITB. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. 
Hello, first up in Worldwide Special Interest Group News this week, it's Summit's On The Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks On The Air and other adventure groups. New parks for VK7. 101 new Worldwide Flora and Fauna Park Reserve reference areas have recently been added to the VK7 directory, which now lists over 300 references ready to be activated. All of these new WWFF reference areas fall within the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN, Protected Area Category System. The list of the new VK7 park reserves can be found in the WWFF online directory or the WWFF Australia website and will soon be added to the Parks and Peaks website. While we're at it, a reminder, a worldwide flora and fauna parks group meets twice weekly in the Apple Isle, Mondays and Fridays, 10.30am, at the Glebe Gardens Cafe in Henry Street, Launceston. For more information, contact L on 0417-354-410. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Astronomy and Wireless Weather. The strongest solar flare of the current solar cycle was detected on February 22nd, Flares are classified according to their strength, with the smallest ones being B-class, followed by C, M and X, which is the most extreme. The largest flare in recent days, an X 6.3 flare, was the Sun's most powerful outburst since 2017. What makes this more notable is that it was the third X-class flare in 24 hours from our very active Sun at the moment. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. And with the latest news, it's over to our man in the West, Clive. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's March Bulletin to go to air. This month, instead of the usual broadcast, we offer an historical broadcast from years past by Alan Doble, VK3AMD, now SK. The usual latest news and information will be broadcast next month. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just search RAOTC broadcasts in your favourite browser. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. Members and friends of the REOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the new venue, the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, is on Tuesday, March the 12th. All are welcome. Further details are published on the club website. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the March REOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. Next up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, FunCube. After a good period of transponder activity, FunCube batteries need a short rest. So the plan is to switch the transponder off between March the 3rd, today, till the 15th, subject to operational conditions. FunCube will be placed in safe mode and will still provide low-power telemetry. Final Frontier, in more than one way, 
NASA is developing a plan to deorbit the International Space Station, currently scheduled for 2030. Since the approximately 110-metre-wide laboratory is too big to completely vaporise if left to naturally burn in Earth's atmosphere, the space agency intends to send a US spacecraft to help deorbit the station and direct its re-entry over the unpopulated area of the South Pacific. The goal to give the ISS an extra space tug to help it move more than it could with its own thrust and guide the final burns for the ISS to re-enter Earth's atmosphere. The space tug is expected to cost one billion US dollars. Russia has agreed to stay on board the ISS through until 2028, after which it may focus on building its own station in low Earth orbit. Other partner countries have agreed to continue their presence through until 2030, but it's unclear precisely how they'll contribute to retiring the ISS. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Islands on the Air, IOTA number OC065, Pigeon Island, H40WA. Listen for the Intrepid DX Group's de-expedition to Pigeon Island, IOTA number OC065, until March 7th. The team is operating CW, SSB and FT8 in Fox and Hound mode on 160 through to 6 metres, with as many as six stations operational as H40WA. Pigeon Island is one of the reef islands in the Solomon Islands in Tomotu Province, 360 nautical miles from Honiara, not the WA Island, also called Pigeon, which lays well off the coast northwest of Geraldton. Watch the team's Facebook page for updates. See qrz.com for QSL details. OC144, 7B4K, Ketawai Island. The Banker Balatung de-expedition team, signing as 7B4K, will be active from Ketawai Island, OC144, Banker and Balatung Islands, during May 24-26. QRV on HF bands. Check the qrz.com entry for more info, including QSL Manager. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Maritime. Maritime Radio Day 2024. Registration is now open for Maritime Radio Day 2024, which takes place annually on the 14th and 15th of April to commemorate the almost 100 years of wireless telegraphy service for seafarers, which ended with the closure, in the UK, of Portishead Radio on the 30th of April 2000. This event is a great opportunity to QSO with ex-Marine radio officers and coast station professionals who exchange details of their previous ships and coast stations. The mode of operation is CW, and all the HF bands are used, including the WAC bands. A certificate of participation will be issued to all who submit results. Amateur license holders are invited to register and take part as Friends of MRD. Shortwave listeners may also submit logs. For more information, you can visit their website found in this week's text edition and shown on the screen in our video version of WIA National News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. And with the latest, here's Alec, VK2MV. Particularly for our European friends tuned today, the European Space Agency Academy's CubeSat Summer School is open for applications. Taking place over four weeks from 5th to 30th August 2024 in Belgium, applications are now open for university students with engineering, physics and business management backgrounds. During summer school, 
ESA and external experts will deliver an extensive mix of lectures and hands-on activities. The entire project life cycle of a satellite mission will be covered from design to verification, launch and operations including typical milestone reviews and methodologies. Students will be introduced to legal, cybersecurity and economic aspects of space projects. The summer school will even introduce space entrepreneurship skills offering support in devising methods of turning a CubeSat into a viable and profitable business opportunity. Now from that summer school to contesting news and the Yoda Contest 2024. Organized by the IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group in cooperation with the Hungarian Amateur Radio Society, the aim of the Yoda Contest is to increase youngsters' activity on the air strengthen the reputation of the Yoda program and demonstrate support for youngsters across the world in all regions. The three sessions of this year's Yoda contest will be from 1000 to 2159 UTC on 10th of March, 21st of July and 29th of December on the five classic bands CW and SSB modes. Everyone can work everyone. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2MV in Sydney. Now back to you Cole. Thanks, Alec. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Ham operators from cyclone shelters of India's Nashikunta Islands promoted energy communication preparedness by engaging local schools and villages and using self-designed and locally developed communication equipment showcasing the Make in India initiative. This was the opening paragraph in a story written and released by the Indian Ministry of Communication. Advocating last-mile connectivity and a ham in every village, alongside the readiness of hams to aid in communication failures, this dedicated team of amateur radio operators embarked on a significant journey from the cyclone shelters of Nashugunta Island in Andhra Pradesh to participate in the expedition. It aimed at integrating ham radio education in primary and secondary schools for widespread adoption and enhanced disaster response across the country. Despite facing the challenges of a very difficult and remote location, these enthusiasts showcased the spirit and innovation and resilience that truly embodies the Make in India ethos in the communications sector. The Ministry of Communications went on to say, the in charge of the wireless monitoring station in Vijayawada and the head of the International Monitoring Earth Station in Jalna, accompanied by an official from the Department of Telecommunication headquarters, visited the remote site. During the visit, they commended the steadfast dedication of the amateur radio operators, acknowledging their efforts as a reflection of India's excellence in communication technology. Five amateur high-frequency stations and one amateur satellite station were set up from the disaster-prone village of Nachugunta Island, IOTA number AS199, and also used the cyclone shelters along the Bay of Bengal coastline as their base for communication. Worldwide Special Interest Group Software Development Now in its fifth year, the Amateur Radio Software Award recognizes the contributions that free open-source software has made to enhance the experience of ham radio. The International Awards judges are now in search of this year's recipient from anywhere in the world. Last year's winner was Stephen Loomis, N0TTL, whose development of Grid Tracker has helped ham simplify the tracking of contacts by visualizing radio traffic on such modes as FT8. Earlier winners were David Rowe, VK5DGR, for his Codec 2 project, 
which gives digital voice communications access to other software and hardware projects without the need for licensing, fees and other concerns. And the first award recipient was Anthony Good, K3NG, for the K3NG Arduino CW Kia. In addition to receiving the award, winners are also celebrated later in the year with a special event station calling attention to the innovative spirit they represent. And that's the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Till next time, stay safe. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au 2024, it's a date and the snags are almost done. Up at Gladstone. Yes, in VK4, the Gladstone Amateur Radio Club's barbecue happens March 9. In VK4, it's the Redcliffe and District's Redfest, April 6. In VK4, it's the WIA AGM in Bundaberg, May 4 to 5. Also in VK4, on the same date, at the same venue in Bundaberg, it's Parkfest. And Parkfest happens the 4th and 5th of May in Bundaberg and Dorigo. National Volunteer Week, Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May. The Australian Fox Hunting Championships in Mount Gambia, June 8 and 9. The Gold Coast Ham Fest, October 31. The QTH of that is still to be advised. VK5, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, Saturday, October 26. And Spark, Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17. Now till next we meet, I am Graham, I'm VK4BB and walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.